There's no way around a duality of meaning for words and language. It derives from the duality of realities existing in the human consciousness. It is this duality, duality that creates the minimum of two premises needed for logical, rational thought. Adding the human will to this duality allows reason and logic to reach logical conclusions if the human will decides it wants to survive. As contemplated er earlier, there are words in which the words are their own meaning, existence, and then there are words created by reason and logic to survive the battle for power in life once the will decides it wants to survive. Reason and logic are words that I will use interchangeably and mean the same as far as I am concerned. They are simply tools for survival and achieving the human consciousness will for power over its existence and over the existence of whatever is out there in competition to my will for power. I submit that the meaning of any word and of language created by logic and reason are their usefulness. Re reason and logic, as it would any tool, must be useful for something or it would no longer be a tool. In order to understand this, you must contemplate the way reason uses words. Their use does not depend on their actually being anything other than the words and the intentions of the users. It is the intention of the users that creates meaning for the words. The meaning is their usefulness to the will. There are many paradoxes that bring this out, or that bring this issue out. One is the ancient Greek paradox of the ship of Theseus, in which Theseus and the youth of Athens left for Crete for battle, and then returned in the ship of Theseus. After they departed during the round trip to and back from Crete, gradually all the wood and other material of the ship decayed. Uh, rottened or, or rusted so that every piece of the ship had to be replaced. In what ways the ship of Theseus that returned the same ship of Theseus that departed? Why is it correct usage to refer to both the ship that left and the ship that returned as the ship of Theseus? Centuries later, the philosopher Thomas Hobbes introduced a further puzzle, wondering what we would say if the original planks and parts were gathered up after they were replaced and used to build a second ship. Hobbes asked which ship, if either, would correctly be called the ship of Thesis. A more modern version is the paradox of George Washington's axe or of the murder weapon. If a museum's famous axe that had once belonged to George Washington had both its head and handle replaced over time due to wear and tear, is it still George Washington's axe? What about the pieces that were replaced? If they were found and put together again, would they be properly called his axe? What if a murderer used an axe to commit the crime, but, but continued using the axe afterward, and thus before he was caught, wear and tear caused him to replace the handle and the head? Is it still the murder weapon? The answers do not really matter, and there really is no answer. If the meaning of words were their use, if two words or sets of words were used both for A and not A, the necessary implication is that if they have contradictory uses, that the meanings would be contradictory and thus would be logically, rationally worthless. They would lead to a contradiction. They would create paradoxes. These paradoxes give the impression that reason has reached an impasse. There is a reasoned impasse in these two examples, the ancient and the more modern once, but it is an impasse to a problem reason and logic was never intended to solve, was never created to solve. 
It is not how words work. Intention and the act of the will is always present in the use of reason and its product, words, and language. As long as the words ship of thesis, Washington's axe, and murder weapon are useful for the purpose you are using them, the words have meaning, and there is no contradiction when you cannot tie them to anything, to any particular thing, act, or something outside of the beetle box. They have meaning and are logically useful, even if the simultaneous uses of the word publicly contradict. The meanings would contradict to the point of being wordless for logic or reason only if they were being used with simultaneous contradictory intentions created by the will that is guiding reason. Sometimes we do not know what we want. I am calling it the ship of thesis because I wanted in the museum honoring him for going to war, to war, regardless of what was replaced. But then again, I do not want him honored for going to war, so it is not the ship of thesis, just a bunch of replacement parts. It is Washington's axe in the museum because he should be remembered. It is not Washington's axe because he should be forgotten. It is the murder weapon because the guy is scum and should go to jail. It is not the murder weapon because he should be forgiven. I want to love him. I want to hate him. I want to buy the car. I do not want to buy the car. Only when the will is in contradiction are reason and logic in contradiction. If you go back to my steam engine car example and think clearly about what is going on, it is not strictly possible in terms of meaning to isolate the words steam engine car from all other words and from the activity and intent of the parties. If you were a completely blank slate linguistically and someone just asked you in your bicycle repair shop to fix their steam engine car, something that you have never seen before and have no idea what it is, nor how it works, nor, nor to what the words steam engine car meant until the driver pointed to it, even the act of pointing to the car would be meaningless, and therefore the use of the words would be meaningless. If you had no idea what steam, engine, wheels, car meant, the act of pointing could be referring to any of these or all of them. This is even true of the simplest of words. Saying the word ball, for example, presumes knowledge of the words round, circular, and thus square, row, and all sorts of indefinite, incalculable words included, included in the meaning to you of the word ball. Change any one of these associations, the meaning of the ball, that is your ability to successfully use it to achieve a given intent of yours, will change also. The con con concept of meaning, being the word's use, misses the point that it matters what is in the beetle box and what you want to do with it. If you are into bicycle repair, upon seeing a steam engine car, being curious, you say, sure, I can fix it. You say that not because the words steam engine car mean their use, the thing to which the driver is pointing. If that is all the words meant, you would have nothing to do with repairing it because you have no clue what it is. You want to know what it is. You want to see how it works. You want to have one for yourself. It really looks cool. It looks to be much better means of transportation than a bicycle. And maybe much more is going through the will for power of the I am and its struggle with whatever is out there. With, with the I am not. Steam engine car is something you want, at least for now, to both have and to know, though you have no idea what it is. No one else present, especially not the driver, knows that this is what the car means to you, and you do not want him to know such. That is the last thing you want the driver to know. To the driver, the words, words steam engine car, while he is pointing to it, the words mean much more than, than such use. 
The driver wants someone to fix it who has fixed them before, wants it done right, whatever that means. Wants to continue to both have and know the, engine, the steam engine car, that is to have control over it. Wants the power back it once had, and much more. Much of these intentions contradict your intentions. If the driver knew that steam engine car means that you want to get and get to know how a steam engine car works, though you have no clue how it works, the driver would not let you have it. In a way, the words steam engine car are meaningless if you consider use. Any collection of symbol sound illustrations could be used and have the same reference to the driver's pointing. But at the same time, none of these acts, none of these sets of words express the same meaning to both you and the driver. The use is not the end of the meaning. What is in your beetle box wants to use the word steam engine car to get something that the whatever is in the other beetle box would not want you to have if it knew what you wanted. The meaning of their words are their usefulness in getting something done. Another example, imagine a baby raised without any human contact by a speechless machine that is also a radio that with true quantum randomness and arbitrariness is broadcasting programs in English. The baby listens to the words being used for years until it gets old enough to escape and begins searching for the English-speaking world of the broadcast. Will it speak English with them? I submit no. Since it was smart enough to escape, it was probably smart enough to copy some of the words and associate them with some objects or acts in its sheltered world. It may even be using some of the words in a private language contemplating its own existence. It's uh, I am, I am not, and it's will for power, in which the words meanings are existence. But it would not be any language of words in the, in the, same, in the second category, such as English. For this private language, the word's meaning would not be its use because there's no one else with which to use the word. If it took the word rabbit off the radio and simply randomly repeated it occasionally, it would have no meaning regardless of its use. If the child used the word rabbit arbitrarily and randomly while walking out at the same time a rabbit came along out of pure chance, but has no intention of ever using it again for such use, it still would not have any meaning. It was not successfully used for any intended purpose. Even if the child intentionally and knowingly used the word rabbit to knowingly and intentionally differentiate a rabbit from a rat in the child's world, but this was done simply as a random and arbitrary use of a word heard on the radio, it is meaningless because it can just as easily the next day use the word rabbit to refer to tigers it sees or even water or anything. Since there is no successful use to which to anchor the word, it has no meaning. The child can successfully, by its duality of mind and the will, create a private language in which the meaning of all words will be existence. But it is not the English language, nor any language that falls in the second category of rational or logical use of words. The child is creating a private language in need of translation into English. How would this translation occur? To answer this question of translation in order to use it as a way to further clarify the meaning of words and the distinction between words that are their own meaning existence and words whose meaning are their usefulness, I will next contemplate this pragmatic concept of the meanings, meaning of words through what is referred to as Quine's fabric. Willard Van Orman Quine was a 20th century philosopher 
who made uh, significant contributions to the philosophy of language that equal, if not exceed, those of uh, Wittgenstein. <laughs>